You are now, now, now tuned into Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America. Hosted by Tramail Thompson, co-hosted by Jamel Wilson, and DJ Damage is on the wheels of steel. You will never know what to expect when thoughts and wisdom unite. People, get ready. ready, ready. Progressive Action is now live. We're talking about a, a job that has dangers. And I don't think that's uh, realized sometimes in negotiations. Um, and what's going to be your different approach this time around? Right. So this time around, the organization that we have on the ground uh, among rank-and-file transit workers is much stronger than it was uh, in 2012. Uh, we have uh, been doing a lot of organizing. Uh, in the seven years that I've been president, both internal organizing and external organizing. Uh, we have no intention uh, in, of, in this round of bargaining of making any kind of public pronouncement that there won't be a strike deadline set. Uh, we're going to go back to the more traditional Transport Workers Union Local 100 model of establishing a deadline. That'll, that'll be, that, that deadline will be the product of a discussion with our executive board, which hasn't happened yet. The negotiations won't begin until November. But we do expect it to be a very different type of negotiation. This is Joe Loda again. It got to a point where they didn't know what to do. So in 19 separate times, they said, you know what? We're not coming to the table. You can't negotiate with somebody who's not willing to come to the table. What do you say, not know what to do? I mean, I don't, I, I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not sure that the leadership of the Transit Workers Union knows how to negotiate a contract. They, the, the, the president of the Transit Workers Union right now has never negotiated a contract in his life. And the reality is, I don't think he knows how to do it. He won't listen to his advisors. He won't listen to any of the attorneys that are involved. There are road, there's a roadmap to getting it done. You need to have a willing party. I was a willing party any time of the day or night. I would plead with John Samuelson. I would text him messages. It's time to, it's time to get to the table. What's up, cuz? You know we had to play that again. Oh, of course. No doubt. <laughs> that gets finer. That's like wine again. <laughs> It just gets better with time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we that may be a part of our new intro. Yeah. Shout out to Joe Loder for stating those facts. You know, I opened up the daily news today and I seen that Samuelson is doing something with the Bronx Borough president. Yeah, has, really what's he doing? Um trying to create jobs for the for the for the people in the Bronx. I, I noticed that Samuelson is is heavily involved with the Bronx with um what's it Espelot whatever his name is Espelot yeah Espelot Diaz and you know they trying to create jobs um through transit and and you know create create some things going on up there which is good but I don't understand this guy you know Samuelson once again you got people with what they call that no work no oh, work um, available no work available yeah AKA <laughs> That's the new word for transit for layoffs. Basically, that's what it is. A furlough, a layoff, and a lot of the and a lot of the members don't see it, you know. Basically, a, a lot of the members get held out for 20 days, 30 days. It varies, you know. And then when you talk about when the incident happens, you talk about well, an investigation. So, an investigation varies. It takes how long? About what? I mean, it shouldn't take long, but I I know a train operator right now. He's been restricted for over a year. For a year, over a year, over a year. For what? So, uh, 
allegedly him hitting signals. But I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Who but how, how long did it take to investigate a signal? <laughs> I don't know. They it, certain departments drag their feet, which which goes into why you know conductors, and this was just brought to my attention. Conductors, um, no work available because there's no platform jobs, because these same people drag their feet, and you know conductors get into incidents and they restrict it when they should be on the train. Like a, a investigation shouldn't last no more than seven days. You got new tech trains out here. You could pull the records from the trains. You, it's a whole bunch of things that you could do that's in place to get the crews back on the road where they belong instead of punishing them and restricting them. Well, you know what that means, just like I told you earlier. The reason they punish and restrict like that is uh, mainly because they have a, there are a lot of titles and management that were created to basically uh, police the membership through the years, you know, through the decades. And basically when you have all these people that have jobs, their jobs has to be justified. So basically if crews didn't get into um, incidents on the train, if they didn't have all the success of discipline, then what would these people in management have to do? Well, that's where I think the cuts need to start. Exactly. It, it needs to start there instead of trying to hit the people on the um, bottom of the totem pole. Well, right, it, it, right. The cut should begin in these in these parts of management, and it shouldn't be and it shouldn't begin with the service because at the end of the day, the name of the game is the service. Okay, it's the membership of local one hundred that provides the that provides the service to the people, and that's what it's about providing the service to the people. But the, you know, you're dealing with a beast that has basically gotten away from that. Yeah. You know, now, I need y'all to pay attention. This is this is the issue that's going on. So there's no work available for um, restricted conductors. Certain um, conductors are getting sent home with no pay, which I don't know how that hap how that's happening, but it's happening. And um, the union response was that they putting in a grievance for it. And you know, if you don't know, there's three types of grievances. You got contractual. You got discipline, and what's the next one? Medical, medical, Medi grievance, medical yes. grievance, right? So, the union put in, put in a contractual grievance, which one person said that the union gave it up. The union agreed to to the uh, no work available thing, which I don't know how true it is, but I want to know what grievance are they putting in, and like what's what's taking so long because I know this ain't the first time that this happened. From what I'm hearing, I'm hearing this at a step two right now. And uh, it's, it's supposed to be on the calendar soon to get that rectified. But how can you fill out for a job, a career, and get sent home off a layoff? Because that's a layoff. We ain't going to call it the pretty word, no work available. It's a layoff. Anytime that you can miss one day out of work, out your regular schedule, and sent home from your boss, that's a layoff. A layoff could be from a day to 1,000 years, whenever they decide to um, tell you to come back. But that's a layoff, and they should be able to get unemployment, I feel. Right, but see, a lot of the members through the years, they don't know that because it's not worded as a layoff. So what they think is, you know, they basically sit at home for 20, 30, and again, the time varies. A lot of the members sit at home waiting for, you know, waiting for these people to call them back. And waiting for this, okay, we're done with our investigation now. You can come on back to work now. We got something for you, which is ludicrous. Same thing with demotions. It's like, okay, you offer somebody a demotion, but at the same time in the corner of your mind, you know that 
when you demote somebody to especially cl- okay cleaner for example it's not like there's a big old extra list for cleaners okay basically you have to be put into a budgeted a budgeted slot okay if you're a um if let's say if you're a tss you get demoted to train operator <laughs> okay you got two extra lists extra extra and and, and uh and the regular extra list yeah. so that's what i mean by say so you snap your finger and you put on a preferred list so you're given a job yeah you know and first off you know conductors we don't have too much restricted uh positions like train operators have you know what i'm saying so some needs to be done in the next contract where probably conductors could have permanent put-in jobs where that's all some of them do is just put-ins in the yard and stuff like that we need to create these type of jobs because it ain't fair what if a female is pregnant and she on a that's a medical restriction you know what i'm saying what if she's pregnant and there's no work for her you trying to tell me that y'all go send her home with no pay at the time where she needs money exactly and see that's why it's imperative to where um I, I talk about this all the time and i know it's redundant about um increasing the banks of increasing our ava and oto banks that's very important because having just being able to bank eight ava days that's absurd you know you need to be able to um if a female is pregnant expecting in the third trimester be able to put the you know be able to put the days together right before she goes in and then that way she's covered and she'll get paid you know she'll you know she'll a female could bank all her holidays she could put all her time together with oto doing overtime to set you know to set herself up for that yeah and you know for those who don't know roger toussaint won an arbitration award in 2009 that said there have to be 40 um restricted platform positions what the union of today did with that maybe they gave it up who knows but no work available i never heard of that before especially for conductors and we live we in a sad day and time but look i want to talk about who was supposed to be our guest today well our guest today was supposed to have been uh mr joe bermudez from the stations department and what happened with him i don't know he had to he had to deal with an issue out of quay street out in uh I believe that's Greenpoint in Brooklyn at Quay Street. So uh, is an issue out there. So like I said, I guess, you know, he had to do his duty out there. You know, you know that t- I wasn't mad. That took precedence over coming on the Progressive Action Show, you know. Yeah, but he could have gave us notice last, you know, last minute. Mm-hmm. And then when he said he, he wanted to get to what? He was telling me earlier he wanted to get to, to, to meet us before he gonna come on the show. Mm-hmm. For what? I don't know. You got to ask him. I mean, I think that's where. We, we, you going to meet us, you go hear the same thing you go hear right now. What's going to change? Nothing's going to change. And what he was saying about, uh, you know, you guys, are, we, we critical of the union? We're critical of this administration. <laughs> Y'all, listen. At the end of the day is this. People saying that we critical of the administration we have nothing good to say. That's untrue. We have good things to say. But the people who, the good parts of the union, they don't want to come up here. They scared. You know what I'm saying? They scared. Like, we, not say, we don't sit up here and, 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 and bash all the time. There's good parts. But to me right now, there's more weak parts than good parts. And where are the, who's kicking ass at two Broadway? I keep asking y'all that. Nobody's giving me an answer. I get thousands of listeners on this show every week. Nobody's answering the, the question. Who is kicking ass at 2 Broadway? 
Eric King, I seen him put something in progressive action. He said Sharon Watts and uh, I guess Demetrius Goody. Okay, Goody, yeah. Goody, I, I think that's his first name. No, 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 Goody's the last name. No, no, I think it's Demetrius Goody. Demetrius, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so somebody says something. Eric King says something. Eric King been very critical, you know what I'm saying? But And especially in the, in the RTO department now, the representatives we got, we got, um, you know, Kia, who I hear is a very, very nice guy, easygoing guy. But is that what's really needed at this point in time? Do we need easygoing guys? Or do we need people who's going to be in your face and handling that business? You know what I'm saying? Same thing, same thing with Crystal. Crystal is a nice person. But do we want to push over? Do we want somebody who, who's, who's learning on the job? Or do we want somebody who know what they're doing right then and there and could take action? Well, no, you want somebody that um, when, they, when they come on the property, matter of fact, before they even get to the property, management is fearful of them coming to the property. Well, we already, management don't fear them. Look what they doing. No work available for conductors. They, yeah. they like, go get your union. Yeah. <laughs> go get your union. One never held nothing a day in their life, and the other one is a puppet to Steve Downs. They don't stand on their own two feet. That's crazy. And you know what's crazy? I know they be thinking, like, he better hope he don't get into no incidences because he, he going to need us. Nah, <laughs> I ain't going to need y'all. Y'all going to need me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> y'all going to need me. Y'all ain't got to worry about me. I know they be saying the same thing about me, too, over there. Yeah. Y'all you know? ain't got to worry about and, and In fact, if I do get into something and y'all don't represent me, y'all can help me get rich because yep. I'm a pseudo union. Basically. I'm definitely going to sue the union. So y'all can fall into that trap if y'all want. Right. And when they pay you, they gotta put, that's got to be on the LM2s as a payment, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because for some reason, that $17.2 million is is missing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. These Gilmartin houses, yeah. I don't know. They just vanished. No, I, I find it very funny. They having Ghostbusters at the union hall. Yeah. Well, maybe Ghostbusters can help us find that $17.2 million because definitely a ghost took that. <laughs> a ghost took that. Right. <laughs> 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 oh man, we probably got to call the old old go Ghostbusters with like Dan Aykroyd, Dan Dan Aykroyd and uh, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to call the old Ghostbusters because exactly. these guys is very spooky. <laughs> yeah, very spooky. <laughs> they crazy, man. Exactly. They remind me of like Peanut in the game, Snoopy. Mm-hmm. And you know, you got you, you got. Well, I forgot which one it was. He's walking with the like the the cloud of dust, the dirt bomb. <laughs> like you see how these guys dress? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they not representative of a local of a union, right? Uh, of of somebody who you see them, you go respect them. Exactly. You know they don't demand respect. No, they don't. Not even not like your presence is everything. How you look is everything. Samuelson, what I come to notice with him is that he don't care about being a a, a, a local one hundred president or international. He want to be a politician. Well, yeah, because basically, again, to for him to worry about helping, you know, the Bronxboro president. Um, listen, the Bronxboro president. There's nothing wrong with him trying to create more industrial jobs and trying to get and trying to, you know, bring the Bronx back to life. It's you a know? great thing. Great it's a, thing. It's a great thing. But and Samuelson, it's like, okay, listen. Uh, the terminology that I call it, I call it take care of home first. It's like, listen. 
you know, when you put your energy into helping the Bronx Borough president do all these other things and follow his agenda, your agenda is supposed to basically be this contract that's coming up right now that you say you're going to be going hard for in November. Yeah, I okay, mean, and a deadline is a deadline. Basically, you're supposed to be worrying about these members here in RTO that um, being that are being told there's no work available. Basically, you're supposed to be worried about those jobs, those construction flagging jobs that were taken from RTO and given to your department. Basically, you're supposed to have been worried about Vision Zero, but instead, y'all in there popping bottles because a, a judge ruled that Vision Zero was unconstitutional. So y'all popping bottles behind that, okay? That's what I mean when I say you're supposed to be taking care of home, putting your energy here at home, and not worried about other people's agendas. This is we're supposed to be your agenda. TAOA, MTA bus, and now the damn pedicabs and bike share. I mean, okay. even even I want to know why he's going to the Bronx. The Union Hall is in Brooklyn. Why he didn't holler at Eric Adams? Right. You know what I'm saying? Why he ain't holler at Charles Barron? Right. These politicians. Why, right, he these, ran, why he ran to the Bronx? I don't know. These politicians represent Brooklyn. Exactly. You, you insisted on keeping keep, keeping the union headquarters in Brooklyn. But you ain't hollering at the Brooklyn. You ain't hollering at Brooklyn um, <laughs> representatives. Politicians. What's up with that? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then another thing with the train operator that was arrested because of the 12-9, you know, MTA, people, I need y'all to listen up for this. The MTA are the masters of CYA. Cover your ass. To avoid lawsuits, litigation, or anything of that matter, the MTA will treat their employees like criminals. That mean that somebody jump in front of your train, you being made felt guilty that somebody jumped in front of your train. You have to go for incident testing. That train operator that um, had the suicide in front of his train, he got spooked out. He ran off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He ran off. He was spooked out. And, you know, he lost his mind or whatever, briefly. It's, that's a traumatizing event. Going down there and have to identify the body. I don't think y'all understand that, the people who don't work for TA. When somebody jumps in front of your train, you have to, you have to go investigate that. And 10 times out of 10, you're going to see a body mangled and crushed up like it been in war. So this guy ran. He ended up getting locked up. They got pictures of him getting in the police car, locked up. Um, you had uh, Kia, Kia and Crystal, and and, and Facebook groups um, updating, updating the members. Why are y'all running the Facebook to update the members? Know what I'm saying? I mean, they could they, like they could easily come up here to Progressive Action and update they, the members. They don't even got to do that. They could send emails for for people who's concerned. Why is Facebook they go to when nobody can't reach them? People will go on Facebook and say their name and who reply back fast. They do. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Union reps need to stay off of Facebook and try to stay inside the contract. Stay out of 2 Broadway. Stop being up under management ass. Nobody's kicking ass at 2 Broadway. Every time I hear one of my conductors or train operators getting some type of crazy discipline because nobody um, kicking ass at 2 Broadway, but y'all up under management's ass. Nobody, I don't see nobody on the road. I don't see nobody in crew rooms. Only time I see them is when they need something. They want you to sign something. They want to get some type of survey. How about y'all come out to these crew rooms and just say hello and introduce yourself to the people and let them know who you are? You know what I mean? Because they, I'll tell you this, cuz, they know exactly who I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know they know who <laughs> they, you are. They know who I am. Mm-hmm. 
and I know they know who I am. Yeah, so you, and, and and for those who who saying, oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about, and they they all this negative stuff. At the end of the day, people are listening. People aren't stupid. Y'all running from the truth. Y'all hiding from the truth. We coming with facts. We coming with black and white. We run with the contract everywhere we go. Whenever we up here, we with the contract. The contract is with us everywhere we go. It's either in my phone or I got it in, per- in a physical phone. Y'all sit here and ignore us and think progressive action is not going to be what y'all think it's going to be. We only been active for like how long? Four months? Four months. Five since, months probably? Since February. Yeah, four or five months. A picture with a year go look like. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Sooner or later, they go want to come on the show and we not go allow them on the show. Because at that point, we don't want to hear from them. Right. It's a contract year. This is when we should be mobilizing right now. Not, not, we shouldn't be mobilizing in November. We shouldn't be mobilizing in, in, in July, August. The mobilization should have started in January. Mm-hmm. I want to know what this mobilizing he was talking about he was doing for the past seven years. <laughs> And organizing. What was he organizing? That's what I want to know. I mean, I think he was mobilizing and organizing his way into Albany. Basically. That's what that is. That's what that is, basically. But basically, and, and you know, for train operators, right? Now, I have the contract in front of me, so nobody better not. So, basically, if you think that I'm just talking, I'm not. we're not just talking. Train operators operating a train which is involved in a passenger fatality shall be granted three days leave with pay. Now, basically, it should be more than that because, basically... Wherever that number came from, again, these are people who negotiated that. And ask, ask yourself this question. Have these people ever rolled up on a dead body? Have these people ever rolled up on a crime scene? Were any of these people ever in the military to where they shot people, killed people, and have seen people laying on the ground? I don't think so. So that's what I mean by say, who are y'all to determine that you can you only get three days for seeing something like that because if that's not something that you're used to, then you're gonna faint. Well, I think they get a year. Well, like I said, three days off with pay until and then, I mean, you know, you get up to a year to stay out if you go out. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah it should be long. We shouldn't have to go and identify nobody. If I told you I seen somebody jump in front of my train, supervision should come handle that or management. Right, or basically or basically call the NTSB to come handle it. Yeah, so I seen somebody jump in front of my train, what I'm going to do? If they got ran over and they talking or whatever, I can't save them. Right. You know what I'm saying? It just that's just a way of of of, you know, making us do extra stuff. Right. And, and and not having the proper services for us after you see that a year off um, of work that don't fix that don't rectify the situation. What kind of counseling do these people get? The MTA should provide that. They should get more than a year off. They should get two years off. That should be considered like an assault, right? You know what I mean? It's a mental thing. And but then, look, and, yeah. then, and then you got Article Seventy One, which is basically what we're going to go into on another show when we talk about workers' comp and and, and a variety of other things along those lines. But, uh, you know, basically, listen, you know, these people, just like you said, MTA, CYA, you know, all they want to do is just make sure that they keep the service going and cover themselves. But basically, it's like at the, at the expense of the worker, what kind of crap is that, you know? Yeah, I, I just want, I want them to, to explain to me what no work available officially is, a.k.a. layoff. Yeah. And another, and another thing I want to touch on briefly in buses is um, employee recognition programs. Now, people who've been around on the job long enough 
uh, can remember that they used to, um, well, a long time ago, which started in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken, they, uh, you know, they used to award bus operators for having um, zero accidents, um, having having no incidents. Um, well, if they had an accident, if it wasn't, as long as it wasn't their fault, they were good. <laughs> and then, um, you know, but basically they gave out awards for five years safe driving, 10 years safe driving, 15 years safe driving, uh, hell, even 20 years safe driving, you know. But basically they used to give out rings and and watches and uh, not bracelets, but rings and watches and certificates. And it used to be a real big thing back in the days. Matter of fact, they even used to pull off the road. They used to pull off the road to go to these ceremonies, of, you know, at, at these different lo- at these different places, man. So, but um, you know, through the years, it's watered itself down to giving out jackets with uh, you know, with stripes on them, you know. And uh, I'm sure they still give out the jackets, but they don't. They used to have the food in the depot. They used to have the long eight foot hero and everything, and they used to cut it up and give it to everybody. But they don't even do food in the depots anymore. So uh, basically. Employee recognition programs is in the contract on page one ninety. Um, well, for on the TA in the TA surface section on page one ninety nine, uh, all union members of the employee recognition program will be compensated at their regular rate plus twenty five percent only for work performed on the program. This additional payment is provided to fully compensate members of all additional expenses incurred as a result of the nature of program activities. So what I'm saying is that. When you had incentives like that to come to work and stay accident-free, that was a perfect incentive because people used to try to win those things and try to win those awards and stay accident-free and constantly stay out the boss's office. And, now, and, and, of course, that would reduce discipline, okay? But when you take away those things, when you take away those incentives, it's like, okay, what else does a person have to – um, you know, people want to come to work and get a check, but there's so many things out there that, um, and you know, ways for you to get into accidents and knockdowns, and and then when you have a, a management now that encourages people to call up and say something and complain, you know, uh, and I'm not and I'm not just saying that because I've heard of um, uh, cases of arbitration where they've sent limos for the witnesses for the people to come in and testify. How the hell do you send a limo for your own employee to come in and testify? A limo? Well, they could just show out. They could keep all that. Just show me the money. Right. That's it. Just show me the money. I don't care about your rings, your badges, your plants. I don't care about your nothing. Just show me the money. We underpaid. We underpaid, you know exactly. I mean? But they transformed it into um, your check is being is being the ticket now. It's nothing else. Discipline so high, people just happy to escape a Dan. You know what I'm saying? Escape a G2. You know what I'm saying? That's right. what it be, that's what it came it, it comes down to. And then now with no work available, who the hell would want to be restricted? Restriction is asking to get laid off. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's no guarantee that you you may get work. And and I don't know if you could use sick time, vacation time or some type of time to su- supplement you um getting your full check, but it shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't have to use that time to get your check. I signed this when I signed up for this job. It said forty hour week. I expect forty hours a week, nothing less. That's what I signed up for. Yeah, they should basically pre- they should abide by what's in the contract for you. You know, for conductors, 
and they should provide some type of because listen, it's not like a, a bus depot where I was telling you before where if you go, you know if you have a knockdown or if you get knocked down because of your health or whatever, then basically they um if there's no work in the you know there's there's a limited amount of work in the depots. You have cleaning up, you have decks and dashes, and you have uh, recycling wheelchairs. So you can't have let's you know if you have. 10 people that get 10 operators that get knocked down the sad the sad part is they all can't be given a restricted duty piece because then they'll be tripping over each other and the boss is not going to allow that so basically a couple of people who are cool with the union or whatever are going to get the pieces of work while let's say the other people are just sad to say just got to sit at home and wait to come back yeah. you know well look what's up staley hey what's up fellas come up to the mic bro that's right yeah how y'all doing I'm good, man. Why your boy ain't come up to the show today, man? <laughs> <laughs> Why he ain't come up to the show today, man? Hey, listen, I have no idea. This <laughs> guy ain't come up to the show today, man. Joe Bermudez, what's up with that, bro? No, you you cannot talk to me before the show. I don't want to talk to you. We're not going on a date. This is not a date. We're going to come up here. We're going to do this interview. We're going to ask you questions. We don't know nothing about you. We never heard anything negative or positive about you we gonna ask you questions you you just go come here and enlighten the people there's no show like this for local 100 you should be happy to be invited up here this is a first be happy come up here share your knowledge share your experience i'm not talking to you before the show though i don't care what you say and you know all this oh y'all don't got nothing good about good to say about the union. well come up here and you say good things because my experience is haven't been so well. I've never been in trouble, but what I hear my fellow co-workers say, it's not a good thing. So maybe you could shed some light in the stations department and, and you know, you agree with things, Staley, Staley. Yeah, we probably have Staley up here when you come up here. Probably will, because, you know, that's, that's, his, that's his department. So he could talk about it more than we can. So, but we don't got nothing against you, but I'm not talking to you before the show. That's just how that's going to work. Right, Staley? Yeah, I I can understand that. Yeah. So what's going on, bro? <laughs> yeah, everything's good. Listen, I I wanted to um touch on something you were just talking about that no work available thing you were talking about. Yeah. We, we have that in the stations department too. It's everywhere. A when, few people said that. It's everywhere. See, yeah. See, but you can get around it. You can get around it in our department. I don't I don't see the same dynamics working in your department. Y'all a little different from us, but it goes by the degree of of uh of what they of uh, disability in other words like if you're out on comp and if uh your, your doctor give you a certain degree of disability um let's say they give you like a 45 50 degree of disability what they'll turn around and do and says okay um uh, we're gonna we, we, we'll we'll take, take you back but we're gonna put you out no work available see that's the way of getting around it now I, i've been out on comp and uh, and I had a serious injury, and my doctor had me out on se- on seventy percent dis- disability. And I remember um, this uh, uh, when I took my paperwork up to the sixth floor at one thirty. They wanted to call my doctor and tell him good he changed it. Matter of fact, they called them and asked them to change it. And uh, he turned around and said, "No, that that's the d- the degree of disability that I'm giving him, and that's it." And they were so mad about it because they had to pay me. See, there was no way I was home and you're going to pay me. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, because the reason I brung up this uh, 
no no work available was because of a uh, conductor her name Mary Rivera she had posted in progressive action yeah, I saw and, it. and mm-hmm. you know she was pretty frustrated I, I, I read and that. you know she said her doctor cleared her mm-hmm. the Mac doctor said that she could work platform so she got that far and then when when it comes for the platform work there's no work available so I mean I, that's crazy that's the, yeah, her that doctor clears her. The Mac says she could do platform work. I guess the crew office say there's no work available. To me, to me that's an attack against the union. You see, and, and, it's a, and it's about her representation stepping up and standing there and letting them know and stop falling back and letting ma- management dictate. In other words, let them have, be in the forefront and dictate to how everything is going to go. You have to have people up there that's not not only going to read it, educate themselves there, but step up to management and tell them, this is what we're entitled to, and this is what we're going for. Stop laying down on the job, you know, and just using excuses. Because as far as I'm concerned, this is the way this go. If I'm paying you $90,000 to represent me, and every time you come back to me, you're telling me, the, 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 the boss is telling you no, I don't need to pay you $90,000, but I could go up to the boss and let him just tell me no and take my, and take my ass on. But I'm paying you $90,000, and you keep coming back and telling me the boss said no. Let him tell me no then. Exactly. Don't, don't, don't. I don't need you to come back and tell me that. What's crazy is that they taking no for an answer. Yes, exactly. They, oh, and they coming back with the sad face. Oh, Management said no. Okay, so what did you say in rebuttal of that no? Exactly. Right. There, there's no rebuttals. Or did you fight? Or did, a, or did you file another grievance that basically? Listen. <laughs> did you file another grievance I, I, that basically you don't have nothing in the contract to cite to put in your grievance I, I, to fight? Let me let, let me tell you something on this issue of grievance because I just did one, and um, what was done. Um, I, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll, I'm gonna discuss that in a minute, but I just want to say this to all the members: when you got somebody working in the union talking about we filed a grievance, you have a right to see that grievance yourself. Exactly. You're a member of this union; you have a right to see the grievance. And, and plus, if it has something to do with you, you definitely have a right. Well, let me ask you a question: Could they? Could I see a grievance that's not connected to me? You can see, as a member, yeah, you could see, because yeah, understand that. See, cats sit, sit, sit around and run this garbage about being a shop steward. You can only work in your department. Well, figure this out. If you can only work in your department, why are we all in the same class? We all work for Local 100. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, yeah, maybe you might have to uh, 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 understand the workings of, of that title and what goes on in their department. But whoever you're representing are gonna fill you in in, in that anyway. But people wanna think automatically everything gotta come to them. Sometimes you gotta do research. That's what this job is about. And that's why management steps on us the way they do. People always wanna take the easy way and don't wanna do the research. Sometimes you have to sit up at night and look up certain things, compare old cases to new cases. Yeah, and and look outside of the contract too and look at laws you know, local laws, state laws, federal laws, and, and things like that. Yeah. Because the contract is the contract. The contract is not the law. That, exactly. And the contract don't take away from you what's given to you by law 
as well. Yeah. So right. people have to understand that. Exactly, because another thing that we spoke about, Tramel, is the no is the twenty minute no lunch issue. Yeah. Now yeah. that's an issue in RTO and in buses also, to where if you miss your swing or you, if you miss your lunch, have less than twenty minutes left for your lunch, then they what they pay you twenty minutes and they get and they, and they give you twenty minutes. No, if you if you get if you come in less than twenty minutes on your lunch, they pay you a thirty minute bonus. Okay. So what they saying is this: We go give you a lunch, but you go get it in in time. You not go. You not go eat. We because it's thirty minutes. The, the law says thirty minutes. It's, right. You have to get thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. So the thirty minutes isn't a bonus when you look at it. The thirty minutes is the time that I'm supposed to be eating. Right. So they know that money motivates us. The little bit of money they, that little thirty minutes motivate us, and they feed it to us. No, give me my lunch. This is a safety-sensitive position. Y'all won't let me work seven days straight, but y'all allow me to go eight hours without eating and operating this heavy machinery? Well, see, that's, that's, see, that's where uh, uh, we're making a mistake at because in the contract it states that you're supposed to have a lunch. Okay. Right, but in the contract it states 20 minutes. Well, I mean, we're at in this contract does a state of 20 minutes. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the Department of Buses, that's what it says, 20 and, minutes. And for y'all, for real, for, they, 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 yeah. they really negotiated something like that? Yeah, 20 minutes, wow. and it's, it's been that way forever. Wow, that's, yeah. that, that, that's see, and, and my point is this. As, a, you know, as far as leadership concern, you know, when you call yourself representing a group of people, you try to get everything the same for everybody. Yes, you see, you don't divide your people up. You don't see because we're already enough divided amongst ourselves when it comes to you got people running around with titles that think they're better than other titles, which doesn't make sense. We're all still part of the same union. We all get disciplined the same. You say the good worker get just as much time in the street as the bad worker. So, <laughs> That's the you truth. know, so I mean, to have that type of mentality to exist uh, 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 within your union and management can see that. You know, management take advantage of wherever they can play their game at, you know. Game recognize game. See, they play right on along with you. And uh, a lot of people just fall into the, in, in, in their line with what they want, what, what, basically what they want to do. Oh, yeah. It's an extremely dirty game because, uh, you know, the dirty, the analogy, well, the, the actual truth of what happened, the dirty game that was played was back in 2010 with the layoffs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, again, if bus consolidation was agreed to 14 years ago, back in 2002 contract, okay, so if everything is supposed to be the same, so then you have, so then you have Jay Walder come along, and right, it's in the contract. This, this but, is but a 2002 contract. That's a 2002 I just contract. Been walking with this, one. right? I mean, we got this it too. 2002. Yeah. So it's like bus consolidation was agreed to, and y'all claim that everything's supposed to be the same. So, but what they did when they wanted to play dirty and lay the members off for not giving back the last raise, they said, okay, we're going to leave these map store bus operators out there to dry and hang with no money while we bring back all these TA people and even hire brand new TA people. But if everything's supposed to be the same, why'd y'all leave them out there? Again, map store, non-civil service, they played dirty. And they played that card, that legal card. And that's why I wrote that article. People, you know, uh, hundreds of people looked at it. And some people may say, oh, but we know the difference or whatever. Listen, I want everybody to learn the difference and learn the laws mm -hmm. and what separates it and why they do what they do. 
Everybody exactly. needs to be educated and learn that. Yeah. That is what they did. That's the nonsense they pulled in 2010. Okay. Yeah, and, and as far as um, leadership is concerned, um, as far as leaders, um, union reps being able to fight. Being able to fight is not something that you learn. It's in you. Yeah, you got to have the heart. Yeah, it's, it's in you. Some people don't have heart, like you said. You got guys six, seven, don't know how to fight. You will look at them and think they know how to fight, but don't know how to fight. Never been, never. Now, you could be taught how to physically fight, but if you don't have the heart, no matter what you've been taught, it's going to all go out the window. You know what I'm saying? These people don't have no fight, no heart, and that's what we got to pay attention to. I don't want to hear a union rep tell me management said no. And what did you do? What did you say? Like Staley said, y'all getting paid. He gave y'all a break. He told y'all ninety thousand. It's more like a hundred thousand. <laughs> exactly. You know, six figures, right? It's more like a hundred thousand. I was trying to be nice. Nah, exactly. Can't be nice. It's more like a hundred thousand. But yeah. if I want to be told no, I could do this myself. Exactly. And I really want to know what y'all would have did if that Friedrichs case would have went through. I I, I think it'd have been. And, and that have been something that probably would have tore this union apart. And it would it would only been this union because I can't see the NYPD doing it. Right. Fire department or sanitation. Oh no, they no it turning they back on their union. Especially not sanitation. Or corrections. Right, especially not sanitation. They got a stronghold for what I was told the other day. Yeah. They're still strong. But but this membership is so so fake. Now I'm gonna say that. The members is fake because they would stop they they'd look for any excuse not to pay union dues. But they won't go and argue to try to get more money and hold the, re- the, the president for more money for a contract. Right. We need more money. Exactly. I mean, like I said, you know, they're happy with, you know, as Harry will say, they're happy with family day and, and getting that chicken in that rib and some music. And they're happy. And everybody's happy. I mean, that's cool. And, and I'll be happy, too. But there's more to life. See, this, the thing is this. So many people, especially the new people that's coming in, is just happy to have that MTA patch on their clothing because mm-hmm. they feel like they made it. You know what I'm saying? We ain't make it. We behind everybody. Yeah. And people be like, oh, don't you can't comp- once again, you can't compare us to cops. You can't compare us to 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 whoever other other city agencies. All right, let's compare each other to uh, Long Island Railroad and Metro North. Oh, you can't compare yourself to them because they they railroads. Well, who can we compare <laughs> ourselves to? Exactly. Like. Gene. You got to compare yourself to somebody. See, but they also got to realize it's not the old glory stories you heard about what was going on in TA then. It's a whole new different environment now. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, they hear of stories of people doing the most crazy, outrageous things, and they still were able to keep their jobs. Yeah, that's not the atmosphere down here anymore, and a lot of them was going to get caught up in that. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you got to understand that, you know, the people that are representing you, what they're capable of doing. You're seeing how people are talking about uh, the, uh, the incompetent, incompetency as far as uh, uh, representatives from their departments and so forth. So you got to take all of that into mind because eventually you, you're going to be at 2 Broadway one day. <laughs> you're going to be at 2 Broadway one day. And, and, you know, and it ain't about going down there playing let's make a deal, you know, because, you know, they're going to be trying to, uh, 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 pad your, your disciplinary record, make you look like you the worst uh, employee down here. And then, then when that day come when they say, well, okay, we just want to pull a rug from under this cat, they they just, they take, okay, get, I'm going to give you a good example. 
arbitration. I do. I, I do, I've done arbitration cases, right? And um, the first thing management does is come in with the person's record and sits it in front of, of the arbitrator, right? Now, the arbitrator is looking at stuff that's supposed to be off your, off your record because they claim after five years, major stuff supposed to come off in three years and so forth. But they claim they don't see this when you get a promotion. They, they, they just send a, you a nice Dan over to wherever you're going. But still, when it comes to disciplining you, they got everything listed that you've done, whether you're guilty or not, all of that is listed on there. So if, if you don't have a sharp representative that'll come in and say, listen, let me just take, see, because this is what, you, what a, a rep should do. Go in there and say, listen, let me speak to, the same way management go in there and talk about, let me speak to the arbitrator and we got to step out. Your union is, is entitled to the same thing, but yeah. they don't. See, what they should do is say, excuse me, let me speak to the arbitrator and pull out and explain it to her. Listen, after five years, a lot of this stuff. So don't look and prejudge this person because of this stuff you're looking at. Because yeah. they be prejudicing in the cases. And, they, and the union don't even speak up on that. And that's one of the biggest tricks. That's how they get people to either end up getting fired or either getting, you know, major issues like uh, uh, suspensions and stuff like that. They prejudice the case by handing them a damn full of garbage that a person might have done 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Listen, I want to tell people, we taking, we're going to take some calls tonight. You want to call in 347-721-3161. You got a question for Jamel. Mr. Staley or me, you could call in right now, 347-721-3161. We gonna take some calls tonight. Why not, right? Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, of course. Why not? Cause you know, if y'all don't know, we expanding, you know, across the United States. We got some people in California, Texas, and Orlando that's tuned into progressive progressive action. That's in transportation. And you know they want they they want it, they voice to be heard also. And they like this platform. So we gonna start opening up the phone lines and later shows also. So y'all get ready for that, right? Uh, oh yeah, that sounds that sounds great, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, they don't know. We're about to make. We're about to take it to the international stage. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're about to take it to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah they ain't they ain't be ready for that. What's up, Staley? I wanted to bring up a subject that I was reading uh, on, on uh, Progressive Action last night about this FMLA thing. You know, and uh, I uh, somebody had posted up on their management idea of what FMLA is supposed to be. And, uh, of course, I turned around and said, listen, don't post anything up there that management put out there because it's what they, it's how they deem the law is supposed to be. But let's look at the law itself on our own. Well, what did they say? And say well, they, they were saying that there's such thing as vacation FMLA. No, it's not. No such damn animal. That's what they want to make it up to BC. Because the bottom line is FM, FMLA is a, is a law all, uh, by itself, and that time that it's referring to is restricted to the law. And it's, what, 12 weeks, and it's unpaid leave. But if management dangles, dangles the carrot out in, in front of your face that you can use your vacation time. That's on you if you want to use it. But under the law, and if you read the law, it also states that, that you don't have to use accrued time. You could take it, and if you figure you could do the 12 weeks without pay, that's your business. That's your business. Yeah. Intermitting or whatever. However, but a lot of people assume, oh, well, because management says this. 
it's being, it's, a, it's like a half truth. Part of it is truth, but, but, but management, and then the half of it is, 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 the, uh, is a lie. You, you know, they can't, unless it's you personally, you could use your sick time. You know, management turns around when you're out on comp. And if you go out over 30 days, they automatically put you out, uh, uh, um, uh, give, give you FMLA, but still use your sick time. This is illegal. Nobody is saying anything about that. That is 100% illegal. So what you're saying is that you got a choice. You could, you, if you want to go out with pay, you could use your sick yes, time. Yes, yes. And if you don't got to go out with pay. You, so, yes, right. So what's the default for them? It seems like they take, they take from your accrued time is the default versus See, because accrued time is different time it's different from uh, uh, uh the time that they give you for fmla it's different time that's earned time that's your paid money time money you earn in other words like your vacation days and so forth them are them are your personal days there and fmla is not a it's not like a, a personal is it's personal time in a way but it's not personal paid time yeah. That you earned on the job, so you don't compare the two. They're totally different. How you, how you feel about sick control? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I, I, I might. That's say all we can do is laugh. I, yeah. can say, I can say somewhere here right now to probably get somebody so so tight right about that. They be looking at all kind of paperwork, but uh, uh, sick control is 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 like to me. Uh, it's not. Technically, if you, if you really really look at it, it's not as bad as a lot of people think it is. Oh, and really? I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because you, there's, there's ways you could deal with, 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 with sick control. You know, with, with they policy, that, that, that sick control policy, what it is, is, um, is um, what? Um, you, uh, uh, you, you have to bring in doctor's line if you're out three days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three days. Well, over three days. Over, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Three day, Um, two and over. Two mm-hmm. and over for mm-hmm. us anyway. Okay. Well, two and you're over. Talking about if you're on sick control. Yeah, if you're on sick control. No, if you're on sick control, you got to bring in the doctor's lines every, every time. Every you time you go out. Yeah. Every time because see, because I, <laughs> I listen. Um, let me put it the best way. Uh, uh, I, I can. I have FMLA, right? And even on FMLA, they tried to put me on sick control when it came, and that's like penalizing you. And that's illegal. They couldn't do that. So when they came to me with that, I just told them, I, I'm not, first thing, I'm not going to sign it, but I'm also going to let you know, you better look up these dates. These dates are considered FMLA. You can't count them as unsubstantiated because if I'm calling sick control and I'm out, then, you know, such as when they ask you, um, uh, well, you got to fill out a sick line. Okay, I'll fill out a sick line, but when it, put, when it comes to your ailment, I'm putting FMLA there. Okay. No, no, no. You got to put down. No, I don't. Because if I didn't have, F- I, only way I got FMLA, I already passed the medical, uh, the, the the medical doctor for transit that okay me to have it. Right. So, so if I put FMLA down there with an ailment where it says your ailment supposed to be at, y'all could turn around and say I forged something, can I? Yeah. So you can't tell me to put down my element because it's supposed to be personal. Somebody else mentioned to me, now that you, you said that, that's illegal. Somebody mentioned to me and asked, and told me that they were put on sick control and they have FMLA. No, no, they yeah, can't. I heard, I heard that no, no. too. That's yeah. like penalizing them. And you cannot be penalized because you use your use of FMLA. 
not only that, I heard a lot of stories. And, and, and if you look up the law, it states right in the law, it's up to your union to stay on top of your employer to make sure they don't violate it. So we can forget that. Well, you, That's um, a joke. You could be put on, you could be put on um, sick control and have FMLA. Remember, no, F, why not? FMLA is only 60 days. Once no. you run out of that 60 days, what you supposed to do? No, no, it's 12 weeks. 60 days, FMLA. Or it, it, it maybe it's twelve weeks it's without 12 weeks. without the no, but it's sixty days. Well, it's sixty it, days in the calendar in the calendar year, well, and is, it's a rolling year. Well, is twelve weeks the equivalent of sixty days? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. It probably is. I don't feel like I don't feel like doing the doing math. The math. But, yeah. No, yeah. if a month if a if a if a month is supposed to be four weeks, right? Per se. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's like three months. Right, because right. Remember, five days, five times five times twelve is what. Five times sixty, yeah. So th- sixty days. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Sixty working days. Yeah, yeah. Sixty working. So yeah. So sixty days, and it's a it's a rolling calendar year. So once you use those, if you use those sixty days within a year, FMLA don't apply to you anymore. Well, well, that, that's that, that. See now, that's that's when you that's when you're allowed to use uh, uh, whatever uh, accrued time. Uh, I mean. Your sick time. Yeah, but I'm you saying, you, yeah, you could use it, but you could also get put on sick control well, no, during that time too. That's not true because if if your ailment is just that bad, you'd be penalized. That's against the law. Say specifically, you cannot be penalized because of that. If your ailment is that bad, like now, okay, I have I have asthma now after all these years on this job, right? I, my asthma came from my work down at 9/11, right? And uh, I, 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 sometimes my asthma be just that bad. I mean, I, okay, because I know people are going to be listening. Like, personally, I don't care, really, and I, I'll do whatever I need to do, you know, to deal with the situation. But like, even right now, the only sick time I got right now, now I got 20, 20 going on 23 years on this job, mm-hmm. right? And my sick time that I have is just a sick time that I just got this year. Okay. Okay, point blank. That's it, mm-hmm. okay. And I, and and like I I go out and, my, and like my doctor be let 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 them know, you you know this is, this is an issue here, you know. And they gotta understand that. Now the only time they want to try to bully and push you around is that's and that's when you gotta let them see that you you uh you know you know what you have to do to deal with them, you know. They'll they'll you know you got people. Okay, take for instance the person that was on the desk for um, sick control, right? They retired, right? They had nobody there. So automatically, whatever paperwork they had up on there, whoever decided or whoever was there doing it, they were automatically putting these people on sick control. Me being one of them, right? Mm -hmm. They came to me with, like I said, with the paperwork. Three of the dates that they had on there were days I were out on on FMLA. Okay. I sent I gave I sent it back to them, didn't sign it, and explained to them what it, what it was. Do you know about 3 4 months later that same letter came back to me again, trying to talk about putting me on sick control again. And I had to do the same thing over again. The last time it didn't come back. Okay. But I'm just saying how the the people that are doing sitting around doing the paperwork, you know, they just come in and and, and they just do it. You know, and then you just got to defend yourself on it. Now, if your union is laxed on it, guess what? You're going to get caught on it. Yeah. If you're not keeping up with this stuff on your own, you're going to get caught up in it. And like I said, you know, um, I, um, I, 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 I even had uh, situations where, you know, um, I was out almost uh, um, 
what, almost close to like a good eight, nine months, you know, with issues. And, 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 and like I said, they came on later on, and, and I just said, listen, all you have to do is just go, just do your job. See, a lot of them don't do their job. See, and that's what gets me when I hear a lot of people talking about, oh, they came to me, like, just recently, to Broadway. I was at two Broadway for a grievance that I was doing a week ago, and a train operator was there. He said to me, yo, they just getting me from a case that's 11 months old. Shame, shame, shame. 11 months old. And I looked at him, I said, and, and your rep going to let this pass, let, let them go, let them have it? And I guess so. But that's the point I'm trying to make. They, 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 uh, they drop the ball a lot themselves. Yeah. So if you, if you a lot of time challenge them on it and find out, that you, you'll see they be like, okay, we, we don't have you for this, but we'll do this over here. See, because they just don't want to let you go. Yeah. We, we, we just don't want to say you're not guilty. Yeah. Well, okay, we, but, but you did this over here and we want to get that. No, see, if you look up... In discipline and rule, it says whatever you written up for. If they, if it, if you ain't, if they don't have you on that, then you're not guilty. We not making yeah, no deals. Yeah, they they can't run down the line of oh we ain't get you on this. Yeah, but so we'll we go swoop we go swoop you in on this. No, yeah. what, what's on that Dan? It ain't on that Dan. What I'm here for? Yeah, you so, know what I'm saying? That's the bottom line. Unbelievable. Yeah, so I mean, you're talking about two entities that that's both are dysfunctional. Management is just as dysfunctional as the union. But it's, but it's management's job. But, yeah. yeah. It's management's job. They, see, you, yeah. they run in the business. Yeah, exactly. Know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, they run in the business. But what I want to know is what is the business that they run in? Is it actual transportation and serving the people? It don't matter. Or is, or is it a disciplined business? It don't, I, it don't matter what their business I, is. I, I truly believe that the, the disciplinary system that they have down there is intentionally the way it is. I think one of the biggest things that I think uh, 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 this union should do, right, is challenge them uh, 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 legally. The integrity of the uh, of the the labor relations department. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, but yeah. but they business. It don't matter what they business is. They could they could change their business up every day of the week if they want. It's the union job to keep them in line exactly. at the at the at the very end of the day. Yeah, at the very end of the day, it's the union job. You want to keep you. They could do whatever they want, yeah. and they doing whatever they want. Who's See, stopping them? And and that's their mentality. Look. We go do this because they who go stop us? They go they go do their little grievances. They go do this. They go do that. And then we go it's probably go go to arbitration. And it's we go comply to it after three, four, five months lost already, or however long it take. You know, they already got away with it. Right, and they let all these things go to arbitration instead of talking it out and 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 instead of talking things out and hashing it out with them in these departments. But you let it go to arbitration. Me, Same way they let it go to arbitration with the um, working three consecutive, working more than three consecutive RDOs. I'm gonna put it to you like this: <laughs> you, 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 you a crook? Who you would be quicker to smack in the face? Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop, or Denzel Washington Training Day? <laughs> <laughs> who you gonna be quicker to what smack a, in the face? What a question. <laughs> who you gonna be quicker to smack in the face? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Why? Because you know Denzel 
is and go play. Right. And, 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 and that's what management is doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> it's, cer- it's certain things. It's, it's, it's certain things that you go do because of who the person is and there's certain things that you're not going to do because of who the person is. Exactly. Nobody's so, sticking a, a banana in a tailpipe <laughs> of Denzel Washington on training day. Exactly. So, you know what I'm saying? But that, but that's the this the mentality of humans. Of they know we know who we could get away with murder with and we know who we can't. Of course. Listen, it's just like children with the parents when they see a mommy and a daddy. They know which parent they can get away with murder with. And the same thing with uh with uh with Roger Toussaint and Samuelson. The MTA basically though they wasn't getting away with no layoff crap with no Roger No, nah, not at all. And not that, at all. And and that layoff clause went away two thousand and two. Exactly. So it been there. Don't say that when Roger left, Roger gave it up. It's in the con. I just seen it today myself. Read it again. It's in the contract. Right. Well, well, over the history of of the union, uh, when and we we always had a layoff clause. You'd be surprised how many people down here just think that Roger got us a layoff clause. No, he no. didn't get it. Right. <laughs> it, it, it the layoff clause was in this way back during Seder, Sunny Hall, all the way back then. When I first came down there in '94, right. Uh, and, and back then, when you went to class, the union came and they gave you contract and everything while you were in class the whole nine. And uh, one day, you know, I was just home. I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm a, I'm, I'm a new jack. And, run, and thumbing through, you know, just pertinent information that I just thought I needed to know. I saw job security in the index. So I went right to it and it was only two words. No, no layoff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, and, and you sit around, you ask people about it, and, not, and you'd be surprised how many people work here and never took the time to even look at it. Yeah. Never even thought it exists. See, and the, and the thing is that the Roger came into office when, 2001? Yeah, 2001. 2001. That thing expired 2002. Uh, well, no, no. See, now, now, I'm glad you brought this up because I always wanted to get people to understand this. Look here. We got contracts right here, right? Let me point this out to you. Now, from this page on, right? From here? Yeah. This here is the, what they call the body of this contract. This is the body. This is the body of the contract right yeah, here, right? Yeah. Now, in the body of the contract, the language never changed. Every time the contract expired, when they, when they added a new part, they did the add-ons right here, right? Mm-hmm. And this here body, the language of nothing never changed in over 40 years. What page is that? Okay. Just, it's a whole new... You know, it's just a whole new book right here. It's like when you look at it, you look at it and you see, oh, it's like a start of another uh, another book right here. Just go right through it. Go through all, all, all the previous. And this is a 2002 contract because I wanted. I was looking up some old information, and that's why I just happen to have it with me. But this, this is not all the way up to the current with all the other add-ons in it and so forth. But this is the actual 2000. After A110. After A110? Okay, okay. And then you see this another page that looked like the front page again. Mm -hmm. The the, the cover. That is the body. This here language in this part of this never changed over 40 years. Over 40 years, that's right. Okay, now where is your job security written at? In the body of the contract. 
in the body, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay, in the body of the contract. Now, none, none of this language ever changed over the year, but management took it upon themselves to go in there and pull it out on their own and say, we want to do this. Now, leadership, and if you're calling yourself protecting your members, you will defiantly tell them no. They went after it during Willie's era. Yeah. Willie James era. And he fought back against it. He didn't want to give it up. Okay? So when people imply about the issue about what happened, it just expired. This whole contract expired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's been renewed over and over and over again. Yeah. So don't give me this excuse. No, he didn't he didn't give it away. He didn't he whatever he did as a leader, a leader always gonna protect his people. Period. Yeah. Okay? And you're not going to give up something that's going to make your people so vulnerable to management's attacks. Yeah. But but Roger didn't give it up. It was a sunset clause. Never, no, no, no. Well, if, if you want to look at this, this whole, guy, this whole thing is a sun, basically a sunset Because a sunset clause, because it all expires at the same time. And this here, like I said, was never ever the language in this part of this contract hadn't been touched in yeah, years yeah well well if the union see something they want to renegotiate in there that's where the mow mou comes in and then exactly is redone but if the union and management agree with the body of the contract like if you see something in the body of the contract that you don't agree with then you tell your union rep or whoever the highest in your in your department that look we need to redo this and then that's how the MOUs come into play. Okay, but understand this. This hadn't been touched in over years, so everybody been fine with this all of these years, mm-hmm. right? So now all of a sudden now I wanna I wanna go after your um I'm gonna go after your members. In other words, the management idea, okay, I wanna go after your members. We wanna be able to do this, we wanna be able to do that. Particularly stations department, especially. That was more so with this issue of them getting rid of that it was for uh, to, to water down and, and be able to clear out a lot of the uh, because when I came down there with 5,500 clerks now it's only 2,900 clerks now who gave who gave all them jobs away over the I mean, years that, that, see but that's that's another law as far as with, um, with, with, with the layoffs technology and them not needing them like like they 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 allowed to do it if they don't need see no need for it just because there's no layoff they are reclassified people right and other people they just get laid off and, and technically <laughs> that the, the way it's written in the, um the uh the dc 37 clause basically yeah. said that when you got rid of if you got rid of a title you just put them in some uh, an, another Reclass- play yeah reclassify them put them put them in a in a a, 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 a job that's on the same level as the as a job you or, or, you know or no it could be a job that's not on the same level but they gotta make I mean, the pay set the, the pay gotta yeah. remain the same yeah remains the same yeah, yeah okay so this is why I, I I'd say when people keep saying well it was a sunset clause so whatever terminology you want to look it's been in there for over forty something years they went after it a few times and a lot of people just didn't give it up. Wait, wait. Look, bring that up because I think it said from 1999 to 2000. That's the DC 37 clause. When I started, when I started doing hearings down at at uh, at 130 Livingston Street, that's around the same time this clause came into play. The DC 37 clause. 
that was around like 2003, 2004. That's, that, that's when that clause came into play. Okay, now a lot of people sit around and make, make, make whatever comments they made. Well, they still got laid off in D.C. 37. Um, hey, you, you, you don't know. You just, you, you, you're listening to whatever, you, you know, yourself. I, I knew, um, what's her name, uh, uh, personally. Uh, she was a good friend of mine, still is. Um, uh, Lillian Roberts, who was the executive uh, 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 um, what you, the, the executive director they don't even call themselves president she was the executive direct, director thir, DC 37 and uh, I, I um, and I've discussed that uh, with her on, on that and you know DC 37 it made up like what they almost got like what how many unions it combined in there wow close to 100 100 and some change okay of, of various small unions in there so um, when you say DC thirty seven still had layoffs, okay, where, what section, and what, and, and what, what, what part? You see, but anyway, the bottom line is this: this here uh, was was language that was never touched before. Willie, if Willie didn't give it up, then you know why? Because it expired under Willie James. Why didn't they do it on Willie James then? Well, actually, it ex- I mean, Willie James, it was, it was put in there under Willie James in 1999. No, no, they went after, no, they went after the, 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 old, the old layoff clause then, and Willie fought against it. He fought against it, yeah. for the, right, for, for, yeah, his, and for, he, and, for and, his final term. Right, for his final term, yeah, he, and, he, and, 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 and he won it. And, right. and, he, he, I mean, and, he, and they didn't bother with it, you know. Right. He, he successfully fought against it. He right. He he, he wanted with a sunset clause that expired in two thousand two. Yeah, because he could have he could have negotiated it that it's just permanent, no layoffs. Period. Right. He didn't have to put. And it, and that's what it ri- originally was. A lot of people didn't realize that that was one of the biggest reasons transit uh, workers were able to get like mortgages and loans. Banks and so forth was comfortable with the fact that they know these people wasn't going to get laid off. Right. Okay. And that's why people were able to buy houses and get loans and stuff that they were, do- were doing. They were confident with, with that and they were able to get credit and so forth. Yeah. Now, from what I understand, right, even with a no layoff clause legally, um, if it doesn't stop a, an organization that has more than a certain amount of people to lay people off, if it's going to hurt them financially and they could prove it. Okay, but in the case with the MTA, we all know that they have no reason to lay nobody off because they have so much money, you know, right. that they ain't, it ain't if, funny. See, if Samuelson wanted to stop the layoffs at that time, right? Right. And, 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 and stop putting, put, making up bullshit excuses, what he could have done, right? And, I, and, I, and, and another thing is that it's a bunch of us down here. We argue over stuff. We don't focus on certain issues. But what he could have did is took T.A. to court and demanded that they show their books and prove that they couldn't pay them workers. And that's, the, and that's in the civil service law. They, he, they, he could have took them to court, made them pull out their books and prove that they couldn't pay them, uh, uh, them at the time. And knowing just because of the reputation of T.A. having the two sets of books, Number one, you would have been putting them on the spot. You don't know if they would, how they would have responded. I, as far as I'm concerned, I, I think they might not have wanted to go to court. But if you did, then you really could make them, make them look bad because you could also argue the fact that they've been known to have two sets of, bo- two sets of books. 
if ridership's been going on, been increasing over the last 20 years, 20 years, when in, in, in like, in 2000, ridership was only 4 million people a day. We're up to 8.5 million of people to now. So that's a constant ride in ridership over this time. Right. And, it's ama- and we've been underpaid. Right. And it's amazing how they've trimmed service exactly. under this administration. But yet they got more people now riding than ever. Exactly. Exactly. I can't figure that out. Yeah. When the city, when New York City was burnt out, and I know you know this, Staley, when New York City was burnt out in the 70s and the 80s, they had more service than you could shake a stick at. Exactly. And they, and, and they, and they had less people riding, you know, riding. Even now, you look at the G train. They run that short G train. Yeah. They, they, the train is overpacked. And, 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 and then all, just recently, so I just saw an article just because of them shutting down they're gonna, make, they're gonna make it eight cars they go, now. Yeah, they're gonna make it eight cars now. Yeah. All these years, and China's is overpacked. The, the 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 dynamics in the areas have changed, and yep. these people are sitting up there and they, and they little office up in the air. They're oblivious to what's going down here. They just go by numbers and what they see in black and white. As far as what's going on with the workers, they have no clue. No, and and they and they may listen to a few important people politically who exactly. live in, who, who live in these neighborhoods. And that's what they go by. Staley, you got to repeat that again. <laughs> you got to say that again. Because that's, that's the truth. They don't have no clue. Say that again, They have please. no clue about what's going down here with the worker. This battle within this here fight that we have with it between us and management here, that upper management have no clue about this here. They just go by what they see in black and white, and they deal with the numbers, and that's it. But what the workers go through, and... and, and because, like, like I said, now last week I did a, um, a grievance, right? And this is what our own union did. And I'm bringing them up on charge, and I, and, and, and I want them to know it. They, they, <laughs> they think I'm taking management to court. I'm taking both of y'all to court. Because like I told them once, either I'm taking one of y'all to court or both of y'all to court. But what happened was um, I filed a grievance because uh, they messed up a, the cleaners' pick. They were putting in people that were retired into five-day working job slots. And I told them on day one about Retired? It. Yeah, retired. So guess what? And, 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 and maybe this is why Joe didn't want to come also, because that the question is I wanted to ask him on the air. He made a comment talking about, yeah, it was, le- it was legal for them to do that. And I said, oh, yeah? He said, yeah, I'm going by what it says in the contract. It says that when you retire, you got a year to come back, so they got to put you in a job. I said, no, I want, it, I, want it, I want him to say that so, so I could really tell him how much a dunce you are, man, because it, the, they only supposed to hold you a slot. You don't hold, you don't back up 1,000, almost 1,600 people's seniority waiting for somebody to think and decide if they're going to come back in a year. That's <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, because you, you, so hold on. They was holding up the pick? No, they were holding up people's seniority. In other words, they were putting people in five-day job spots that other people could have picked that are, are working. They put retired names in them spl- slots. I came in there at that, f- and first thing, they wanted this, ma- management wanted to circumvent the, the grievance process. This is what they did. I filed the grievance before they had a date scheduled for the pick to change. Then about a week, now, now they got 30 days to respond to the grievance and give me my step one. Mm-hmm. 30 days pass, no step one, but you put out a date for the pick to go into effect. The pick wasn't supposed to go into effect. Exactly, because it's being grieved. 
common sense. Right. Here we go. I do a letter to the director of labor relations telling her that your step one officer haven't given me my step one yet. I get, she turns around. She answers me. I go to the union. She said, we gave a date to the union. I went to the union. They tap dance, bullshitted around. Why, why you ain't telling them that you was the union? Huh? Why, why didn't you tell well, them that they, you was the union? Well, my name was on there as the um, representative and the person that's doing the case. Okay. So she claimed we, we gave the sketch this date to your union. I called them, Joe and them, called Broadway, this and that. Anyway, I got my step one hearing the week of, of the changing of the pick. So when I came in and I produced my evidence and everything, so uh, she said, we're going to go upstairs and discuss this. So before she walked out the door, the hearing officer, I said, okay, so since the 10th is this Sunday, I said, I guess that means the pick can't change. It got to be extended until you come up with a decision. My own union set their ass there and said, yes, the pick is going to change. Like, they work for management. They do. Where you been at? This piece of garbage sat there and said, <laughs> yeah, the pick going to change. I looked at his ass. I said, listen, you hadn't said anything in this hearing all this time. And, and really, I feel that the two idiot, the idiots that they sent to sit in there, they was only in there to sabotage. And who was that? Um, <laughs> it was um, your boy. Um, uh, um, Stephen Chan? Yeah, yeah. It was him <laughs> and, and another guy. Shout, so. out, shout out to Stephen Chan. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, you so, know, when you said this was last week? Yeah, it was last week, last oh, Tuesday. that probably was because uh, last week he invited me to meet him at 2 Broadway so he could have some words with okay. me. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so... So, and, and, and they said, I said, okay. So when we walked out of the room, instead of me like being, really getting in their ass in front of management, I went right into the, uh, uh, the union room. I told them point, point blank. This pick goes through. Uh, uh, you know, not only am I I'm taking you to court, we're going we to be in but I'm bringing charges against y'all and ask y'all to be removed because that's pure D incompetence. And you, you, you already also violated your oath of office. To protect your members, mm -hmm. you failed to do that. Y'all need to get the hell out of here. And if, whenever you're going to sit there and stand in front of me and, and, and side with management. Then I turned around, and this is the part that management ain't off the hook either. I did a letter to the president of transit and told her about her labor relations department. And uh, she, she, she needs to answer me on that because I'm going to package that and I'm going to the Department of Labor and, see, and, and let them see that even under a signed agreement that these people will not, you know, could just violate it and feel like nothing's going to happen to them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with labor relations. And, you know, the, just the name of it, they're supposed to have a relationship with the workers. Exactly. It's not the only time... You, you're supposed to deal with labor relations isn't discipline. They're supposed to have a relationship with the workers. It's supposed to be a working environment where we have a complete understanding. You get a Dan, you go down to two Broadway, you don't know if you go get a reprimand or um, 30 days in the street. And as far as that departmental discipline go, anything under five days could be handled in the terminal. Five days and under could be handled at the terminal. Right. So there's no reason to go to two Broadway for three days or five days or reprimand. That's a waste of time. Yeah. I, I tell you something. You know, these are the type of people, man, to where uh, if if these people could handcuff you after something go down, they would do it. Oh, yeah. They do handcuff you. 
They mentally handcuffed. They mentally handcuff you, yeah. yeah. But if they could physically handcuff you, if they gave them handcuffs, they would use it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the thing that, that, that really got, got me now, now, they on, they're on a timetable. I drafted the charges, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to give them their charges as well. But this is not going to go away the way they think it is. They, they allowed them to circumvent the whole entire grievance process. After the step one, they didn't even, they're talking about, oh, we're going to schedule a step, step two. But the pick is, if, you, if the pick is changing this Sunday, how are you going to schedule a, 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 a step two? So when is the step two? There is none. They just, they killed the whole, they just violated, totally violated the entire contract and the union stood there and allowed it. So that's why they're all, yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm recommending to any and everybody. Um, I got a call from a bus driver up in the Bronx, uh, a female driver and a, and a, um, and a brother. And, uh, and they were saying that their they, um, chairman or whoever it is in the depot advocated for him to be taken out of service because of some bullshit incident. I said, your union advocated for you to be taken out of service? Tell your employer to take you out of service? I said, you should bring him up on charges. Which depot was this? Um, oh, man, let me see. I got yo man. I got so much. I got so many people calling me in cases, man. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. It was some kind of event up in the Bronx where they had a um, some kind of special service at the time running, and um, this this brother had, you know, I, I think it was some issue about him uh, being untimely or whatever. But whatever it was, the the, the they, they de- depot chairman advocated to management to take it to take this guy out of service because I'm try- I know the three depots in the Bronx. I'm just trying to figure out which <laughs> which chairman it was that told him that. Um, which chairman? It- you know what line they were? Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. We'll, okay, okay, we'll talk. We'll talk, okay. we'll talk about that. Well, okay. Yeah, because yeah, boy Yates the chairman up there, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's been hat. Oh, he's been hat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, we got so much. I mean, uh, 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 garbage going on with this union. Management don't respect it because they don't respect the people that there. Trust me, the name Local 100 still is powerful and still is respected, but they don't respect the people that you have in there. I don't right. think I don't think it's respected. And I, it is. It is. It's by still carried. It's by still carried. See, it, it's not. It's not respected now because of the people that are in there. No, and that's the what people I'm talking that about. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about now. Over the years. I'm talking about because right. And you know what? There are still departments that still have a stronghold. Oh, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they still yeah. strong and respected. And they still strong. Some departments. Yeah. 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 Like, M O W. Yeah, M O W and ma- and yeah, maintenance and buses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in the in the name, the local one hundred T W. Local one still carry, but it's been watered down over the years. And the people that are in there, you see, the the responsibility for us to strengthen our union comes from us, the workers, and the workers got to understand that. Stop saying that oh, the union this is union that. You are the union. Understand that. You are the union. Mm-hmm. You see, but what you need to do is, we need to take action, whatever action we need. For at that time to get rid of and get incompetent people out of there. You know what action that is? is re- yeah, that's prog- that progressive <laughs> <Yeah>. action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, you see, that's why I advocated to them when they contacted me. Write them up. Start bringing them up on charges. Start bringing your bad union reps up on charges and make 
the union discipline them. And if they don't discipline them, then we have a right to take it outside and, and take it to PER and put it in. No, because you cannot just come to me and just tell me, okay, accept this for management. And what, what you getting paid for? What I'm paying you for? You coming to tell me, you know, I could have, you know, did that on my own. Okay, I'll take that. And, 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 and what, what you coming to bother me for? Oh, yeah, you know, people, like I said, people celebrate these hearings when they, you know, like when stuff is reduced down to a reinstruction. And it's like, really, stuff is supposed to, some of this stuff is supposed to be thrown out, not reduced to reinstruction, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, another thing is a lot of people, they, they vote their friends in there. They be like, oh, yeah, yo, that's my man. Now, nah, yo, he got this. Like, no, he don't. No. No, he doesn't. You know what I'm saying? And that's been, and, and I'm going sh- to show you a little mindset that's in the station's department since I'm there and, and y'all, y'all, don't, y'all don't know the inner workings of it. The station department is made up of cleaners. Originally, and this is the majority of the department, is, is cleaners and station agents. They merged in station maintenance and so forth, but we're going to go to the, the, the main route of the, the department, cleaners and the, and the station agents. And over the years, the station agents always outnumbered the cleaners, right? So every time there's an election, they, you, you, they voted in a station agent to represent the members. And, and this is where I want people to understand. That's very important because people sit back and look at that and they, under, and, and they understand your mindset. Over the years, the last 30 years, the station's department, VP, has been a station agent. Now look at the conditions of the station's department. That condition is a direct uh, 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 fallout from the people you have elected over the years. In other words, when they put in, came to uh, transit and came in with the Metro car machine, station VP had to sign off on that, right? When they came and, and, and they appeased them with the CAC, they had what they call cat teams gave overtime. So everybody was having was getting overtime to cat teams disappeared. But what management wanted was still in place. The Metro Carbon Shade. And then look what's <laughs> gonna happen next with the they go take money straight from your bank account now. Okay, yeah, and, and yeah, and I'm and I'm I'm coming down to all of that, everything that was given away. We used to have uh, 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 boot allowance, uniform allowance. All of these, all of this was given away over the years, and all your representative were station agents. And they allowed it, and they and they allowed all these booth closings. Yeah, and that, yeah, and 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 the, and the trimming down of of the staff from, like I said, fifty five hundred when I came in, five yeah. out to twenty nine hundred now. Wow. You know, and 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 the mindset is still the same. Um, we want to vote in a station agent. Never voted in a cleaner like. Like a cleaner is not smart enough to do this job or, or, or mentally strong enough to do the job because it takes mental strength, too, to do this job. You got to be able to stay, stand on your square and, 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 and not be and, and know what you're talking about and not be moved. Yeah. You know? Well, I, you know, the morale of cleaners was created by MTA because it became the dumping ground. If you, well, if you, if you messed up, fucked up enough. You going to be a cleaner yeah. if you want to keep a job. Yeah, but, basically. But, but see, see, a lot of people uh, uh, get get the situation uh, uh, twisted when it comes to that, to the issue of, of cleaners, right? See, everybody got this. Uh, 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 well, not everybody. There's some people out there that have the impression that cleaners 
Well, no, it's smart. I know some smart brothers down here and sisters that work as cleaners. They just work a cleaner by choice. Some people don't want the responsibility of the issues that they see other people go through or they hear people talk about when it comes to issue of, uh, of, of uh, train operation. Um, I know cleaners that went to conductors. Matter of fact, one that I spoke, recently spoke with, she was a conductor and came back, you know, and just because a lot of people just either, if not the schedule, don't want the, 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 um, the what you call it, the stress that go with Yeah, I hear that all the time. I you ask know? the cleaners in the, in the terminals all the time, you take conductor? Nah, I don't want the headache that y'all got. Yeah. Sometimes I'm, it's about comfort. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, um, I, I, I'm going to tell you a good uh, incident that happened. Uh, uh, at High Street Brooklyn Bridge. One night, uh, me and a friend of mine was working there, and a train came into the station, and, uh, and um, he, trip, he tripped halfway into the station. And uh, I stopped and looked back because I heard the noise, and we standing there, and we still talking. He tried to charge the train up and tried to go come in again, and it tripped again. So I said to my friend, I said, listen, stop spraying this water for these people think we had something to And let me go back and see what's wrong with this guy. I went back there. I heard the tower screaming at him, talking about, you know, tell him what's wrong with your train. Look at your board. Because he was, was the new digital trains that they got out now. Uh, F was running on the A line that night. Okay. And um, uh, he wasn't answering them. So I walked back to the conductors. And the female, she was just sitting in, in the train car. And she, she, she didn't, um, I said, uh, what's going on with your train? So she said, oh, he's been fucking up all night. I don't care. I ain't be about this. Talking about this for the last run. So uh, I'm walking back to the train. You know, there's a gap in between the platform and the train. And I, I just happened to look through there. And they had a body up under the train. They had a body under the train. And the person was still alive because the body was rock, rocking back and forth, right? So I went to there. And I said, listen, I told the uh, operator, I said, tell the tower to shot the third rail off. Because, you know, the third rail run up underneath the platform at, at High Street, Brooklyn Bridge. And he was right by it. I said, tell and I, and I ran all the way upstairs. You know how deep it is. And by the time I got upstairs to put it over the six wire, right, I was, I, I was tired. So the person th thought I was traumatized. So these, they, they sent medical and all this for me. And in the meantime, and a priest came down there to ask me, he said, who's Anthony Stan? And, and, and uh, I said, no, no, I'm all right. But I said that to say, when I went to back to her car and told her, y'all got a body under the train, she screamed and said, oh, no, I don't want to see it. She wouldn't come out of that car. Hmm. She, 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 had, she should have that right. Yeah, you see, but. Well, she, she should have that right, but what are the rules? Yeah, what are the that's rules what I'm about to There's say. no rule for her. The train operator got to investigate that. Yeah, but he, but he didn't know. Who, well, it's me, not, the train operator didn't know. It's not the, the, the conductor. The train operator got to see. Who's in charge see. of the train now? No, that's, that's for the movement as far as starting and stopping and, and that, that type of stuff. But uh -huh. as far as anything. Outside of that train, a body up under that train, that's yeah. the train operator. It's his, okay. That's right. his job. He, he, never, he never came out, man. By the time you, by the time uh, ambulance, police, everybody got there, you see he still hadn't come out that car. Because he probably seen it and was nervous. You know what I'm saying? You, like, <laughs> I'm telling you, somebody fell in front of my train. This lady passed out from the platform at East Broadway and fell to the, to the road bed. My train operator let the train go in emergency. When they lifted this lady up on the platform, I thought she got hit by the train. I was like, how? 
like I felt bad and, and I didn't want to work for the rest of the day. Her her teeth was out. Dang. It knocked her teeth out. Her face was bloody. I said, um, FDNY came quick. I said, did she get hit by the train? They said, no. She just fell to the road bed and fell on the she tracks. Hit that, he, she hit that rail. She hit the that rail. rail ain't no yeah. joke. She yeah, hit the rail. Face the rail is, she, the rail is heavy. She, yeah. hit, she hit the rail face first. Ooh, but, she, but, but her face was so messed up. I said, oh, my God, this lady dead or something. You know what I'm saying? And then passengers, I heard, lift her up and everything. But if my train operator wasn't on point, he would have had a, a 12-9. Yeah, we, there was a situation that um, earlier in, in the summer where um, at um, Hoyt and Skimmerhorn in Brooklyn, you know how the, the train comes in from J Street, it's coming in on a curve. So, yeah, fortunately, it had slowed down, and a lady was standing there, and she just fainted. It was just hot, and she just fainted and fell onto the tracks. Fortunately, she didn't get hurt that bad, but we had to go down there and pick her up. Yeah. But I don't want Customers got to stop standing at the end of those platforms hey, and stop looking for the train. The train, it's coming. the train ain't gonna it's come coming. no faster by you looking down the tunnel. <laughs> listen, that's a New York. Listen, I tell you something. I've been riding this subway all my life, and this that's just something that people do. They 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 used to walk on the tracks and they used to, it was crazy. Like at the New York City, it was now, something else, man. But I'm gonna tell you what stopped me from doing that was. There's is too many crazy people out here, mm-hmm. and they'll come by and they'll push you right on there. That's right. And and like I said, my thought process is this: that train is coming, so I'm gonna stand right here, right here in the middle of this platform until it come in because I'm not leaning over. That ain't making it coming no faster. You're right. Oh, you yeah. stand at the stand at the leaving and yeah, yeah. Where's that? Stand at the ten car marker. Got to stop there. Got to stop there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. There, the ten car marker. Yeah. That's right. You got to stop yeah. there, but. At the end of the day, anything that go wrong on that train, we in trouble. That's it. You getting taken yes. off the train. Um, you know, you, you're going down for incident testing. You're being restricted. And it's up to them when they go put you back on the train. But it's but amazing how they send you for they send you for FFD for incident, you know, incident testing for and you have to pee in a cup, right? Correct. Now my thing is this, right? Now I can see a bus operator going down. For incident, you know, for incident testing, ain't got to pee in a cup because you're actually physically operating something. Mm-hmm. But a conductor, you're not operating it. All you're doing is operating the doors. So if a train is is, is blaring in a station or you know, if it's moving and somebody jump in front, why are you going down? For, why are you going down for drug testing? And, and then what's crazy is that, like for the police department, they they incident testing is a breathalyzer. That's it. That's it. So you fire your gun, you're going to make sure that you ain't drunk or not. They don't care what kind of drugs that they on. Right. But transit, you better not even pop too much Tylenol the night before. <laughs> you're going to be out of service for a long time. Exactly. Or eat, or eat, a, or eat a poppy seed bagel. Yeah. You know what See, now you understand how a lot of people feel. They don't want that responsibility. Yeah, the money is fine, but, a lot of, but, the, but the drama that goes with it, a lot of people just don't want it. And that's why also a lot of people don't see it, but it does exist. That's why there's a lot of harassment of cleaners because there, a lot of people look at the job and look at the title and see there is not a lot of responsibility there. And that makes it easy for people, you know, you go, you know for people to take shots at you because especially with supervision, they, they go away figuring that, you know, they make their little accusations. 
and you know how the situation is now. They can make an accusation, turn it into a Dan, and you standing in, you got to defend basically a lie, yeah. you know, but you still got to stand in and defend it, you yeah, know? Yeah. And if you don't have good representation, guess what? You know, you, you, you have people that run around. I seen Cash with less time than me, right? With Dan's, like, like, they Dan history, like connect, like, 10 pages deep in all this craziness. And I mean, saying, wow, this is crazy, you know. You know, I mean, how, you know, how, you know, but they pick, they pick the weak. They pick the weak, though, too. You know, if you just, just get frustrated and they see you, all you're going to do is rant and rave, and, but basically accept it. Rant and rave, but you basically still going to accept it. Not put them on the spot. Hold, hold them accountable for writing up frivolous write-ups and, 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 and bullshit. Then they going to always target you. I'm all, you know, because technically, like, some supervisors run around and, and don't realize it. But some of them, writing, writing up people is really not your job. But they think that's their job. What their real job is, they're not doing. Because they're so busy thinking that their job is to write you up. But it's not that. It's not that. So, no, I, I agree with you, because like super supervision job, like especially TSS, is to make sure that we know the bulletins, make sure we know the rules, show us the right way. But you got some people out there that's looking, you know, to pull people out of service. To be real with you, I don't run across too many bad TSS. I don't even think I ran across any bad TSS mm -hmm. or like or like TSS that pick up pick on people or, or anything like that. I haven't ran across any, but I, I have heard yeah, of, yeah. of um, yeah. you know, certain certain TSS. But, you know, for the most part, my experience with, with supervision altogether hasn't been bad. You know, I, I ran across this one jerk um, dispatcher, and I don't know what his, what his issue was. Like, he was talking to me, tried to talk to me like I was a little boy. I'm mm. like, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. was talking down to me, white boy talking down to me. Like who do who you think you is? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But uh, but in, in the station's department, no, normally the majority of your supervision is pretty good. You got your few there that get caught up in in, in in the issue of titles and so forth, and they figure that they could talk to people a certain way. But that 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 there is unacceptable. Period. And if and if people are involved in situations like that, understand that. It, you have that right contractually that you have to you you have to speak to people respectfully and it's and, and it states that in the contract so whenever you have a problem like that you know uh um either if i mean if you uh feel like you can uh correct it on your own <laughs> then call somebody to come down there and then and, and assist you in that yeah yeah I, it's crazy i've been getting a lot of phone calls Lately, and I, and I appreciate the phone calls and the emails. You know, people want help. Sometimes people just want you to listen to them. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you just be surprised how, you know, oh, I called the union. You know, nobody nobody picked up the phone or, you know, um, you know, and, and this is the thing. You got to give the union a fair shake, too. It's a lot of people calling them. And, you know, I'm quite sure they'll try to get back to you at a reasonable time. But, you know, sometimes people just want to be listened to yeah I, I i find that in a lot of people they just want to feel like they need to have they say 
say what it was just to, for somebody just to listen to them and let them feel like, okay, I, I got, you know, I feel a certain way now because at least somebody sat there and listened to what I'm going through. Yeah, it's, it's, it's stress relief. Like sometimes you don't have to give them no, no advice. But, you know, with us, sometimes we have to give advice, especially if we know that it's wrong and, and you know, the union not doing anything about it. And, you know, it, it's a big state of emergency for us. Well, yeah, you know, that's how people see progressive action. You know, they see progressive action as a place that they know that they could bring their troubles and bring their issues, you know. And that's and basically that's what we encourage, you know, because basically if I don't. And like I said before, when we first started the show, me and Tramel, we don't know everything. OK, there's no such thing as, you know, over, you know, knowing everything. But if I don't know something, then I'll, you know, I'll find out somehow or basically whoever knows what's you know, what, what the situation is, because there's even times where I've seen you and um, Staley. Uh, chime in on things and get a given answer to somebody's question, and that's what it's about. It's about unity. Whoever knows the answer, they can give it. You and know, you want to know what? This is the only group, basically, where you could get that from, because we got Metro North people, we got people in different states. Yes. you know, in the in the in the group, and um, no matter what the them guys in in the Winter Circle will say, MTA Winter Circle. You know, the, the Willie Rivera's, the Tommy McNally's. Ain't there supervision over there, son? It is. It's, it's a, <laughs> a, a supervision um, group, but, you know, whatever. No matter what they say, there's a platform called Progressive Action where you got a whole bunch of people trying to help each other. That That's coming in, chiming in. You got Staley. You got you got Joe Campbell. You got um, Sylvester Brown. You got Roger Toussaint. Like, you got knowledgeable people in these groups that's willing to help. You know what I'm saying? Right. That that's willing to help. And then you go inside Winter Circle and you try to speak to like a Willie Rivera. And you know, if you don't agree with him, he's coming down on you. He's talking, he's talking down on you. You know what I'm saying? And and it, that's not how it should be. They they not they don't like to take criticism. If you challenge them, they think they bosses. And there's no way here, boss. With that cheap ass suit I seen him in. <laughs> in the picture. In that picture. He <laughs> <laughs> need to take some of that money he's making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the monarchy and yeah. spend it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Spend it, man. Put on your Easter suit. You looked at fucking that cheap ass suit you had on, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he went and bought it from Belmont Avenue. I don't know where the hell he bought that shit from. Yeah, right. <laughs> Looked like he got it from Woolworth. <laughs> and the Woolworth, Woolworth. It don't exist no more. Yeah. Cheap yeah, he, he got the oh, fucking man. Kool-Aid smile, that cheap ass suit he got on, man. Mm-hmm. I I how dare you call me a tranny. You go you gonna answer to me. Trust me. You gonna answer oh, me that cheap ass suit you had on? Unbelievable, yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> oh man, yo, well, why they can't dress? I don't know, baby. Like I said, you know, Samuelson's the president; he's the leader. So, I mean, he, you could tell he's not used to wearing suits either. You know, I mean, yeah. do they a, do they make so, suits yeah, that big? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Oh no, they do. You no, got. No, uh, I thought you. I thought when you're that big, you gotta wear a muumuu. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh wow! I mean, it, 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 it would be a lot of fabric. A lot of fabric, yeah. You know, well, yeah. You know, casual male. Or either you know, you could order. You know, you know, um, what you call it? They retire stuff. The military retired stuff. You know, maybe you could get a tank cover or something. 
Oh wow! See, I think Sam, you said, you know what it is. He just want to be comfortable. You know, he's the master Scrabble player. He loved beating lawyers and educated people in Scrabble. The Scrabble, yeah. But this fool don't understand. <laughs> the educated and the people with money and, and of substance, they playing Monopoly. And they playing <laughs> <And> chess. <laughs> they playing Monopoly and chess. Like, right. what's, what's wrong with you, fool? Exactly. Scrabble. Go play that with your kids. Right. Go play that with your wife. And, y'all don't, and, I, don't, and I don't give a damn what you make, you know, what you make from the members. Okay, because you're talking about trying to be in a circle where people are getting money who have degrees and people are getting money from building businesses. Okay, so that's what I mean. You know, you know, lawyers or whatnot you're talking about. So basically, again, if that Friedrich's case would have came through, then you'd be right back here at your tools with everybody else. So knock it off trying to be in those circles. Yeah, and and, and it's obvious he's playing Scrabble. You had to be playing fucking Scrabble to get 30 million for two and a half flaws. Mm. <laughs> what was you playing? What was you mm. on? Yeah. Why? Why did you even take that? He was smoking some of this uh, new K two was it K two weed, synthetic weed. That's what they were smoking. <laughs> he was doing him, Nick Fidel, and Steve. They were they were they was passing it around. Oh no no, we puff, we can't forget about the puff, other guy. Puff, what do you mean? Do you talking about Puff Puff Pass? Puff yeah, Puff Pass. <laughs> That's what they were doing. What's the What's the other guy named Earl Phillips? Earl Phillips. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would yeah. love to get Earl on on the show. You think oh, yeah. he, you think he'll come? Well, um, I don't know no, because, not, because, uh, for, because first thing we're gonna ask him about the where's the money from the Gil Martin houses? And they ain't gonna come up for that. They ain't coming up for that, right? Uh, where's oh. the money for the Gil Martin? It's his signatures all over it. Yes, he should have. A, he should have an. By him being a recording secretary or whatever the hell. Yeah, he should have an idea. Yeah. He, should, he should have the main idea where that money is at. Right, seventeen point two million dollars. You can't beat that. Where it should have showed up somewhere in some LM2s or, 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 or something. It should have showed up, and bottom line is we know that they're listening to Progressive Action, so they should have produced the documents. Oh, yeah. Shout out to, shout out to um, Donald Yates. He got caught snooping around. <laughs> Sn- oh, Don- I saw that. I yeah. saw that. Donald Yates got caught sniffing around. Talking about- so the gag order didn't stop you from sniffing around on our website and listening to our show? What's up with that, man? And what gag order? Where's this gag order at? Well, maybe it's the same gag order that Joe Bermudez has. Right? Now, I won't say. I, I think Joe will come up here. He'll come up here? Joe just scared. Okay, yeah. He, he, he nervous. He want to go out. He want to take us out on a date to get to know us. And then he want to come up here and be like, all right, I feel confident. You know, you know how a girl wants to go out with you and make sure you cool before she have sex with you? Right. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I ain't no cheap thing. I want to go to Nebraska Steakhouse. How about that? <laughs> I want to go to Nebraska oh, Steakhouse. <laughs> that's, all, that's all Joe want to do. He, you know, he, he just want to, you know, feel comfortable. But we, ain't go, we don't attack people. Look, Steve Downs came up here. He had a debate. We wanted answers. And, you know, Steve held his own. But I don't think Steve could survive this time around with the information that we know now. Oh, yeah, no. He won't, he, he won't be able to survive. No, ain't none yeah. of them coming up here now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we, we learned I mean, too much these past few months. Exactly. No, he said you only gonna got one. You got one shot to make a fool out of me. If no, you, but you want to know what? You don't get it to do it again. <laughs> out of everybody, out of everybody, I respect Steve Downs. Of course, I Because respect. the tension was so thick that night. Yeah. It was super thick, and he was the only one here. He came and sat in that seat, and he chilled, and he 
did whatever he did. You know what I'm saying? It was thick. They ain't even. It was so crazy. A lot of people don't know is that um, Roger didn't want to take the picture. Right, that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, he, couldn't, he couldn't even be I, in the same yeah, picture yeah. with him. Roger ain't want to be in the picture. I said, Roger, you can't do that, man. Yeah. Come on, come, come get in this picture. <laughs> For real. It, that's how crazy it was. I said, Roger, you got to take the picture. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take the picture. Yeah, but that, man. but that's how that's how deep it is, and people don't understand. Like Roger was like, fuck that, man. We go. We did the interview. Fuck the picture. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but, but like, like I said, I remember being in Union Home one time when Roger told his ass. He said he couldn't stand him. He told him that you so, and you felt it here. Yeah, you, yeah. You yeah, felt it yeah. here. It, it, it was a great experience. <laughs> it was a great experience to know, like I said, you know their history, their history. You know, with Anita Clinton and John Cimino and and John McCarthy. They all go back to the 80s, 30 years. Yeah. You know, so you, uh-huh. you know, you know, with the start of new directions. So basically it was so interesting to see the tension in here because basically you have somebody who was, you know, it's 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 like some gangster stuff. Oh, you down with my crew, but now you turn and now you down with this fool. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So basically yeah. that's what that was, you know? You're not down with us no more. Yeah. So look, it's it's time for us, it's time for us to get up out of here. We 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 ain't go we ain't go sum it up. We just go get out of here. We'll tell the people progressiveaction.info, progressive action on Instagram, progressive act on Twitter. Email us progressiveaction100 um, at gmail.com. Yeah, progressiveaction100 at gmail.com. Pay attention to these articles. We, we still waiting for a Staley article. And pay attention to BCAT on Saturdays at six thirty. On the on the BCAT channel at uh, you know whatever network carries BCAT, you know pay attention to it because I believe the next show that that should, that should be showing is the um, what show is gonna what's the next show that's gonna show? I have no idea. I, I'm not. I don't pay attention I, to that. I um um, I just want to ask a question. What you was? Um, I had to do an article. I mean, it'd be nice. You, I mean, you, you okay, do, you, man, you, I'm going to do one, you, but you, any you, particular. You, you writing all these perb cases. You ain't writing nothing to progressive action. Your boys, man. Okay. I, I mean, I could. I, I mean, got whatever, a lot of what, stuff no, in, in no, my. No, in my whatever. Group. Whatever information that you want the members to know, put together an article. I'll I tell you off the air what to do exactly. Okay, no Because I don't want people. I, I don't really like to do the work. I want the people to do the work, and I just basically post it. Okay, I have no problem. And that, that goes for anybody. Anybody that's listening. You can um, submit an article into Progressive Action. You must have a picture for the article. The article must come with a title. Um, and just make sure that the, the article is written, you know, fairly well. It don't have to be crazy well, but make sure that it's written well, that the people can read it and, 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 is, and is, you know, readable, basically, because I don't want to have to go in there and edit. I want it to be your words. Not my words. So if you have an article that you want to get on the progressiveaction.info, that's for anybody that's listening across the United States. Submit it, progressiveaction100 at gmail.com. And, you know, that's today's show. It was good. You know, Staley is always a good guest. Oh, yeah. You know what definitely. I'm saying? He always come with that tenacity and, and, and information every time, every trip. So I don't care if thank he up you, here 20 times. That's what it's going to be. He going to be up here if we want him up here or if he want to be up here. All right? So we out of here, y'all. All right. Good night, y'all. All right. Good night.